0: The Rod and Staff podcast comes out of the host's passion for Christ and his church. It exists to encourage a deeper engagement with issues that pertain to doctrine and life. Check us out at rodandstaff.org.
1: Welcome to the Rod and Staff podcast. I am your host, Roger, along with my co-host, the Reverend Dr. Jason Matosian. <laughs> <laughs> and in this episode, we're going to be a little bit lighthearted and uh, ask uh, Jason some questions about ministry. Some of those questions you may not have thought of asking before or have always been on your mind and you just were a little too scared to ask the pastor what he thinks and i'll answer some of these questions but i'll be very selective on my answers so i don't incriminate myself and make myself look good and put jason in an uncomfortable place
0: no we're gonna i'm gonna ask you some special questions (laughs) roger so don't worry don't you worry
1: you can't go off script so we're gonna stick with my questions. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, we're hoping to get to some, uh, uh, some big topics upcoming in the podcast, uh, planning out some. Uh, uh, one, one topic we want to talk about is assurance, um, Christian insurance and salvation. And so we'll get to that in some future episodes. But wanted to have just an episode just to uh, ask some of these questions and uh, have a little fun. So let me start out with the, the first question. And I know you've done many of these over your long uh, time in ministry. You've been in ministry for a long time, Um, but do you do you prefer to officiate at weddings or funerals?
0: Ah, infamous question, (laughs) I should say. I don't know. Yeah, weddings or funerals. Uh, The the reality is that funerals, um, I feel, are are just better for evangelistic reasons people are ready to really listen to the message Mm -hmm. you know weddings tend to be a little more you know you got to do a little more of a song and dance you're entertaining to get their attention (laughs) you know they are happy they're happy to be there but they really don't care about the message as much (laughs) as you know what's she wearing uh, what are the bridesmaids what colors what flowers? so there's a little bit of a challenge there. I do love doing weddings. They're a lot of fun. I love the counseling, usually preparing for the, usually Uh, some weddings are a little more like funeral. No, I won't go there, but, um, but yeah, I I think in some ways I, I would probably prefer to do the funeral. Um, Although uh, those are hard too, because you know, I, I, you know, your, your heart breaks for, for people that are struggling with the loss of life. So the, there's a heartbreak there, but yeah, in terms of preparing to preach and, and teach it's funerals are hmm. more poignant. And yeah, I don't know. Have you done, I, I know you've done a lot of counseling. Have you done any weddings or funerals, Roger?
1: I've done uh, one wedding for a friend of mine um, nice. and a funeral um, uh, part of it. Uh, uh, I did for a family member, a couple family members, actually yeah so
0: how was that experience for especially for a family member?
1: Um, it was evangelistic because a lot of family coming from you know who are unbelievers uh, relatives sure. who you just you know they either don't believe or they're uh, kind of just to go to church every so often or go to church during times of weddings or funerals um, mm-hmm. so those have been good times just to preach the gospel and just to make it clear and provide the hope. I think the most interesting one was uh, when I participated in my aunt's uh, funeral that we did on a boat, and I was there with an Armenian priest, and we Mm -hmm. both got about 15 minutes to share, and -hmm. you couldn't have had more opposite messages, but I looked at it like, what a great opportunity just to preach the gospel again. So, um, you know, you've done a lot of weddings and funerals uh, in ministry, have you ever made a mistake before and said like somebody's wrong name at a wedding <laughs> <laughs> or any goof uh, like that? <laughs> uh,
0: thankfully not yet. Okay. Uh, in, in terms of uh, I, I, I know of some pastors they'll remain nameless uh, that have, uh, you know, given the wrong like last name as the couple is walking out and, and those kinds of things. Yeah. But so far I haven't had that kind of a goof. Uh, I have, Uh, I did, I was just sharing with a couple that I left my cousin's marriage certificate at the venue (laughs) that I was supposed to mail out after the wedding. Mm. And I left it there at the venue. And it was one of those outdoor places that I don't even know what they do during the week. And I called and they couldn't find it. Oh, no. And I was terrified. I'm like, what do you know, I have to tell them? I reached out and, uh, and then thankfully somehow the, the staff went back over the, uh, all the, the cleaning and whatever, and they did find it. So, uh, thankfully, but yeah, think no, 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 uh, no name faux pas yet, but, uh, it'll come. I'm sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Uh, let's move on to another another question here um are, are you naturally evangelistic or do you have to force yourself to do it that's a
0: that's also an interesting question um so i i tend to be naturally um extroverted i i like to talk to people i love people a lot And I like talking to people. So my wife will laugh at me because she'll say, it doesn't matter where we are. We'll be waiting in line somewhere. We'll be at a ball game. I'll be on the plane and I will strike up a conversation Mm. with people around me. Um, And I, I do love the gospel and want to share it with people. I do also have a little bit of shyness. And so with all of that mix, uh, I would say I'm both naturally evangelistic and have to force myself to do it. Hmm. Um, so, I when I say force myself, it's more like I I try to set out with that in mind. I I pray, um, you know, when I know that I'm going to be in a public place or somewhere that I'll probably run into people or be able to potentially strike up a conversation, I really do pray that the Lord would allow it to happen naturally, hmm. and that I would have. Um, the right words to speak. Um, I don't have the same kind of boldness that I've seen so many others, you know? Yeah. So so there is a part of me that I just need to be in prayer and 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 kind of remind myself regularly uh, to do so. Uh, so it's kind of a mix of both. What, what about you? What's your sense typically?
1: It, yeah, kind of both in a way. I think that circumstances today are very different than the past where when I've worked in, you know, companies that <clears throat> were just regular companies, uh, it was natural because I had coworkers and we just talked about life and talked about uh, the gospel, talked about church. It was very easy but now that I work in a nonprofit and I'm surrounded by Christians, it's kind of hard to witness to them. Um, (laughs) So I have a harder time because my circles are around too many believers in a way, and I don't have as many interactions. And so there's, you know, it has to be more uh, intentional when you're around. Um, And it's even harder with family. There are times where it's easy with family and just, it's just times it's difficult to even spark the conversation.
0: Um, you know, it's interesting. I, I found, because I, I was kind of the same thing that you're saying. I was always surrounded by believers as a pastor or friends, or it's all within the church yeah. in some ways. And that intentionality is so important. Um, I found that having kids allowed me through their friendships to have another group of people that I could reach out to. Um, so during their sporting events or their school activities, that's opened up a lot of doors yeah. uh, and avenues. So, yeah, that's
1: good. Well, he, here's a burning question. Don't ask I it. I want. I want to know the answer to. Don't ask it. <laughs> Our entire church is waiting for the answer. Is <laughs> <laughs> what is your least favorite part of doing pastoral ministry?
0: Oh man. Did you say who is my least favorite? What? <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh no 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 no, just kidding. Um, what is my least favorite part? Um, you know, I, I'm a natural people pleaser,
1: <clears throat>
0: mm. um, and you and I have talked about this a lot, you know, off yeah. the air. And uh, having just preached on the idea that we are called to admonish, and mm. leaders are called to admonish, my my least favorite part although I know how important and how good in the long run it is for the, the sake of the gospel and the church, my least favorite part is is having to confront someone and, and admonish them for their sin or sinful behavior, uh, yeah. to call them to repentance. It's it's hard. I, I, I guess I should say those who remain in their lack of repentance and their unrepentance, those are the ones mm-hmm. that I are the hardest part for me. You love them. Your heart's breaking for them. They're doing it to themselves. um, And, and they get mad at you. (laughs) Uh, So all those things combined, but I know how important it is. And so we, we do it, but yeah. yeah. How about as an elder, you you've dealt with a lot of different circumstances too thus far in your ministry life. What about you?
1: Yeah, I think the, probably the, the, I don't know if it's a least favorite part, but I think one of the challenges that that I face all the time is um, how much ministry I can do. Mm -hmm. There are so many needs and so many people, and I feel like I can't connect with as many as I want because I'm trying to juggle a full-time job, family, ministry, and all that. So the time constraints are difficult. Um, and, and I think the heartbreak of people, I mean, when you pour into people and you see people reject, um, the word, you see people go their own way. You see people leave that you've poured into and you've given hours to, um, and then you find they leave, um, and and it's just a heartbreak of, of people. It's relationships. I mean, pastoral ministry is relationships that we have with one another, um, and with the people that we're trying to serve so uh it's not an easy task i i think they don't teach you a lot you don't learn a lot about the real world in in seminary Mm -hmm. until you're in it and you're knee deep in in it you you realize that you had rose-colored glasses on um, before you entered which kind of connects to the to the other question you know of have you ever thought of quitting ministry and doing something else.
0: Uh, next question. No. Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so I, I can answer that both uh, kind of yes and no. So the yes part is, yeah, there, there's always that those times when you, you've just gone through those tough confrontations, those hard meetings uh, or, or you're you're kind of wallowing in self-pity for whatever other reason, you know, your other sinful uh, behaviors are coming out and you drive by, what I would do is I, I would tell my wife off and I'd drive by an office building and I'd go, I wonder what it would <laughs> be like. I wonder what that would be like. Or, you know, obviously I I did uh, pursue a further education. I got the PhD yeah. with the idea that maybe one day I could teach or teach, particularly my mind would be more adjunct, not that I would want to necessarily do it full-time, but um, there's always that, oh, that might be, you know, the grass is always greener. And so you're looking out, uh, on the other hand, I, I can say that I've never seriously considered quitting ministry.
1: It's good. Um,
0: I, I've just never, I've, you know, I've obviously I've moved ministry positions in the past and uh, some, some ways very significantly. Uh, but the, the, the love Christ gives to those he calls for this kind of ministry, as you know well, you just, it's not something that's at least that I've experienced that's, that's temporary. Um, it's just something that kind of grows and grows, even with the difficulties, you love the local church even more and you just want to serve the body. And um, so, yes, in my weak moments, I look around and I go, what if, what if I wonder what that would be like, uh, but then never, never really seriously. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's good. Well, we'll give you a lighthearted question now. Uh, <laughs> I don't
0: really believe you when you say things like that, Roger. No, no, no I'll, okay. I'll
1: be a little easy on you, at least for this next question. Okay. Uh, <laughs> how important is physical exercise to you? <laughs>
0: um, I, it, is, it is very important. And mm. these days, I, I think I'm, I'm getting, getting it more right than I used to. Okay. Um, I, I didn't give it much attention in the past. I, I love sports. So I would always, for me, it would just be if people are playing and I can go play then great. Um, but I, I didn't have a routine that mm. I thought was a good routine or anything like that. Uh, but recently the last year or so, at least I've been much more faithful in that. And it's, it's a, a lifeline in many ways, whether it's going out for a a, a walk, uh, or uh, doing the uh, the indoor bike that I have, uh, it's, it's so important. It gets my mind uh, off of things that it needs to be off of yeah. the the exercise is so important for our bodies and our concentration or, or, so, you know, we know that it impacts both our body and our soul. And so, yeah. How about you? I, I know you have some routines as well.
1: Yeah. I really started to, uh, have more when I joined the gym a couple of years ago, um and and i love hiking so um uh, do a lot of that um kind of covid changed the gym of just having to work out (laughs) outside and it's a little bit more difficult so i picked up running a lot more um and want to stay fit it you know i tell my wife it helps me at the end of the day i work a whole day i come home it gives me a chance just to you know release some endorphins and and just feel better it's that that easy, quick boost where you just get out, enjoy some sun, feel better reset. Um, but it's very important to me. It, it, it affects all of life. I, I connect it to, if I want to serve the Lord, I want to take care of my body so I can be in the best physical condition to serve him. You know, I don't want to, you know, I've seen too many family members um, get sick in their older age. Mm. And not that we can prevent every sickness, but we can prevent a lot of things. Um, yeah. m- my dad died really young, and he was mm. very unhealthy. He had okay. multiple health problems. And so <clears throat> my brother and I talk about this all the time of just wanting to not follow in those paths. So it's really important on so many levels uh, to me. Yeah.
0: And, and you, you mentioned it when you get home, you, you need the physical exercise but you also part of it is just getting your mind kind of cleared as well and and it was it occurred to me that even though i this is not exactly exercise but in some ways it is um i i lately and this is i don't know why i'm sharing this but i'm going to share it um lately i've actually taken to cooking to get my mind off of things mm-hmm. and that is cuz it's a whole different kind of thing it's yep. so different than anything else i do it's just it's nice to put my brain to use in in some other field rather rather than the things I'm normally doing, getting my mind off. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I love working in the yard, you know, Mm -hmm. just getting outside and planting plants and, you know, just doing that, that activity where it's just enjoying something where your mind isn't so intense. I mean, ministries, when we're studying, when we're teaching, when we're, you know, it's very taxing on our minds and we can yeah. get so intense and kind of lose sight of everything else that it's a good way for us to remember that we, you know, we can't do everything we need to allow our bodies to reset um, yeah. at times and so exercise is an important thing uh, for that. Yep. So, the next question is going to gauge how spiritual you are. So we all want to know that our pastor, is he, oh, no. is he spiritual?
0: <laughs> oh, where is he going? Where is he going with this?
1: Is your checklist because that, that, that's the true gauge of your spirituality is how much you pray each week. But, but seriously, what what's kind of your routine in, in adding prayer? I, I love how you incorporate a lot of prayer in our church, um, from praying for the body to different parts of prayer. So we emphasize that a lot, but in the churches where we pray, but our personal prayer, how you know, yeah. do you have a routine? Do you have any kind of you know, yeah. thing, way you go about it?
0: Yeah, so... So my, my routine is that I, I, I like to start my day uh, in the word and in prayer. And I, I put those two things together because I, I kind of consider them two different aspects of our relationship and dialogue, so to speak with the Lord. And so I, I, I like to pray and then listen and pray while I'm listening. And so as I'm, when I say listening, I'm reading the word, obviously. So, um, I, I try to spend time in the word. I start, I try to pray first as I prepare to go to the word in the mornings, okay. as I read the word uh, after I've gone through what I plan to read for that day. Um, I do have a, a prayer list, a prayer, mm-hmm. uh, kind of a, a journal and I try to keep track of all the different prayers for the church family, my own family, uh, my, my immediate family, my parents, my brothers, my in-laws, um and then i have the church prayer list that i like okay. to go over uh, so we as a church have a prayer calendar and so i try to do that all in the morning <clears throat> um but at the same time i i try to to be in prayer as much as possible throughout the day hmm. uh but not not in the same formal way but if i'm sitting down to prepare Uh, I I try to to prepare a sermon. I try to pray for the Lord's direction to remind myself that it's his insight into his own word. That's going to be the most important. Um, Before I call someone to counsel or the hard calls, I'm trying to pray and say, Lord, I I need your wisdom. Sometimes it's as simple as just help (laughs) Lord. I'm calling help, (laughs) you know? Um, And and I can't say enough about the small group prayer time that we have, Mm -hmm. like our men's, Time of prayers on Tuesday mornings. That's just yeah. been such a joy for me. And then I love it. Honestly, I love that if I'm meeting with someone and I'm counseling or just discussing, and I like praying with them, whoever I'm interacting with. So uh, this is something that I'm learning. Still, I'm growing, and I have to admit, I don't think I I have the routine the way you know uh, I I really want. I don't feel confident in my well, when I say confident, I don't feel um, very uh, content hmm. in my prayer life, so to speak. That somehow I've arrived because I know I have not, um, but the Lord has been growing it in me, and I'm grateful. That's good. Um, I, I know, I know that you're the one sort of asking the questions, Roger. But can I can I ask mm-hmm. can I ask you the same question?
1: <laughs> you can. <laughs> we'll allow you this one time. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, my prayer prayer life is uh, uh, over the years, I've done different things. Um, <clears throat> and one of the things that has really helped me because I forget a lot is I record my prayers. And I like to go back to them. Uh, so recently I was praying for a new employee to, um, mm-hmm. that I needed to fill at work. And we, mm-hmm. we prayed for it a men's time, but I was yep. just recording it. And I went back this morning. I'm like, okay, thank you, Lord. I want to record this. And it, and it does two things. It reminds me that the Lord is answering my prayers and encourages me to continue on in prayer. It's, yeah. you know, going back to the Lord and thanking him. like, the, you know, I don't want to be the ungrateful uh, servant who just asked the Lord to do things. He does it and then not, not praise him for it. Um, sometimes I write prayers out and, and it helps me just express what's going on in my heart. And sometimes they're not pretty. They're the struggle of the soul. Sure. You have those moments and those just help me. So writing definitely helps me, but I love, you know, those times where I can have uninterrupted prayer. I go on a hike and I'm praying for, those people who the Lord's bringing to my mind, um, yeah. and so uh, I like to just you know continue to be intentional and continue to find different ways uh, praying with people, and you know, and uh, those times are always encouraging too. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, there's always room for growth if I was only more consistent uh, mm-hmm. in it. Because just over the years, I've seen the Lord do so many incredible things. Yeah. But then if we get forgetful and we get complacent and we get lazy and and become undisciplined and then we got to get back at it and and encourage one another to do it. So,
0: yeah, I, I love uh, what you said about writing <clears throat> prayers out. So there there have been many times in my life where I felt like, OK, I, this season of my life, I need to write mm. prayers out. and uh, And it's helpful, like you said, because I go back sometimes and I'll dig out those prayer journals and I'll go, wow that's what I was praying about. And you know what, look at how the Lord answered or look at where the Lord brought me or, you know, uh, so that that's a helpful, helpful thought there.
1: And one of the neat things in, in prayer too, that we get to do at, at, at work is we pray, you know, we pray before meetings. You know, I had interviews with people. We pray with people in an interview before and after, and we just incorporate it into the life of, of, of being believers together.
0: So oh, if so. they don't pray well, that means they don't get the job. Is that what you're doing? Are you judging their prayers?
1: We, of course we're rating it uh zero to, five. <laughs> zero and if to they're, five. If they're praying for the job and to get the job, it might reveal they're not being humble. So that's oh. just a quick revelation, right? Note to those looking for work <laughs> with you. <I> don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that, but it is good because it does challenge uh, the, you know, person of how comfortable are you, you know, and, and, yeah, to pray and uh, and to to realize hey we're brothers and sisters in Christ and we live out our faith so yeah yeah, yeah. very good I think we have time for probably one more question here um, so let's see oh this this is a good one to to kind of sure. end with um, now what would you say to your younger ministry self if you were starting all over again so it's been what 20 years for you about in ministry yeah,
0: something like that it's been <clears throat> depending on where i start counting from yeah it's been about 20, okay. <laughs> 20 years maybe even a little bit more than that when i started doing some some youth work in a, mm-hmm. a, a earlier church what would i say <laughs> um i don't know i i would say uh no you're wrong uh, a lot i'd say <laughs> um no, you're, you're, you're being arrogant. Stop, slow down, um, grow a little, <laughs> you know, these types <laughs> of things. I, um, yeah. I, I think uh, I, I praise the Lord that uh, he called me and at an early age I felt called and, and mm-hmm. was, was given the opportunity. Um, but I do know that I, I needed far more wisdom than I, I did have and God was gracious to not allow greater mistakes than uh, than I made, or, or, or I made the mistakes and he healed them quickly. Um, <laughs> so I, I would just say to my younger self, slow down, learn, find godly mentors and learn at the feet of Christ uh, and how he teaches through these mentors. Um, don't assume you know, uh, mm-hmm. trust Godly people above you and the, the collective wisdom of the leadership that God has put over you and uh, so just real, really I would push myself toward humility. I think that's that's key for, for young ministers and for, for, for old ministers yeah. too. I think we all I think uh, yeah what about what about you if you're looking back um, going okay, w- what should I have told myself early yes. on?
1: You know, I've had so many different experiences in different ministry contexts, and each of them has taught me something different. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I would have, I tell my younger self, have realistic expectations and goals. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I think, and it's a good thing, you're young, you want to do ministry, you want to see change, you want to see so much but sometimes it's not necessarily God's goals and, and to really just recognize your calling is not to change the world. You don't, you don't have the power to change the heart. You just need to be faithful and uh, in your calling and love people and be patient and be humble. Of course. Um, I think there was a lot of impulsiveness and a lot of, uh quick judgments and not not truly grasping because you're young and inexperienced yeah. um but there's so much more to learn i mean this is another stage and i'm sure 10 20 years from now there'll be a lot of new lessons uh, i wish i could tell my younger self now so <laughs> yeah absolutely All Right. great we we hope uh, you enjoyed uh Uh, these questions and hope you learned a little bit more about Jason. There's one question I didn't ask you. I'm going to leave you off the hook here and our listeners can answer this one on their own of uh, what areas does uh, your preaching need to improve <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh great now we're finally going to get some feedback from uh, people
1: <laughs> yeah our comment section i think is finally going to blow up we've been it's asking explode. for comments and feedback and now we're about to get it so we're going to test uh, your humility now that you have oh, um, definitely mastered that skill in uh <laughs> your stage of ministry now. But no, we we hope you enjoyed this episode and get to know uh, both of us a little bit more. We hope um, you'll continue to join us and tell others about the podcast. And we hope you you will join us next time.
0: If you enjoyed this episode of the Rod and Staff podcast, please subscribe and share with others. For more information, or to contact the host with questions or comments, please send email correspondence to feedback at rodandstaff.org. That is feedback at rod, the letter N, staff.org.